Hello, welcome to Campaign Comrades. I'm, <laughs> I am your very sick host, Ben. Uh, apologize <laughs> for my my nasaliness. Um, but I've got I've got Matt and Andrew with me today. What we up? are, you know, it kind of it's the universe just kind of going going with the flow, right? You know, I'm very low energy. Today's podcast is very low energy. Uh, <laughs> we with due to some scheduling shit like we moved some things around and like move moving our game focus episode to next week but didn't want to like just do a a news Another episode news episode in the middle in the middle of the month so just we're we're keeping it casual today we're keeping it cash so are, with we are presenting our uh our fabulous host here, Mr. Ben, with a Medal of Honor for his ability to push through the sickness and be here recording today. President I told him last night that you, you and I are perfectly <laughs> capable of doing double episodes because we have done it in the past. Yeah, we have. but, you know, I, I mean, I was like, it's up into the wire, you know, when we were about to log out, I was like, can I, can I do it? You see, the real thing would have been you guys never listened to the episode, so we could have just talked about sports for an hour. <laughs> Pretty sure I listened to the episode that it was just yeah, Ben did. Yeah, ben no, did no, listen. it was a joke. It was more of a. I listen to episodes more often when I'm not on them. Yeah, we did sneak in gamer words though, so maybe you oh no, catch that. Oh no, <laughs> hit. Um, but yeah, so what's uh? When we talked about like, okay, well, what did we want to do for today? We we're just like, oh, let's just like talk about like what we're playing and shit. But so for you guys, I know like you've been playing, make you know, doing your job and you know, getting playing a lot of stuff to get through for the episode next week. Um, and obviously, we don't want to talk too much about about. I was that up until stuff. like twelve forty five last night watching deep cut YouTube videos of the the connections between Dragon Garden near. Okay. Okay, yeah, you said you were gonna go on some deep dive shit. I I oh, did yeah. look, I did look into some Drakengard stuff a while back, but like, it was way too much for me. I was just like, oh, oh yeah. and because it's like you know, there's like thousands and thousands of years and shit different. So it's like, yeah, they're I'm technically in just, the same world. I, I want to have a frame of reference for everything. I'm not gonna be like, you know, talking about all of this, but I right. I want to have the the background knowledge so that I can properly answer questions and whatnot. And was, was Yoko Taro the, the, the game director for, Dragon for one Guard? and three, uh, a okay. lot of people consider two not to be canon because he didn't direct it. Yeah. Fair enough. But you guys have been doing, doing work, getting through, uh, getting through your various games. Um, I guess we can just leave it at how how far into C are you now, Andrew? Into, uh, into I am like maybe an hour. I'm, I haven't done a I haven't done a ton of ending C yet. That's my focus uh, for Monday when I have the day off for Juneteenth because this country is no longer racist. Absolutely. Got to make sure you stay closer to your mic there a little bit. It cut out on my uh, side. Say so he's got the day off June Juneteenth because the country is no longer racist. Ah, there we go. I got a half day. Hey, so for you, you're only half racist. 
I had a I had a coworker send in the uh, Teams chat, uh, anonymously. We'll put it. Why wasn't it three fifths of a day? And <laughs> oh no. And, and I just I just yeah. <laughs> oh no. That that person's having a having a meeting with HR. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> they they got a follow up email from HR about how. Uh... There's an impromptu they discussion. They another sensitivity training. <laughs> yeah, at the very least. <laughs> an impromptu sensitivity training about how to get fired. <laughs> so what what else besides near games have you guys been playing? Ooh, a fair question. I I've been I think I know Matt's answer. I've been I've been sucked in by the 2K machine. <laughs> just playing the the i hate the, i hate to admit it but i have been sucked in by the 2k what's your mind player right now is 68 overall maybe a 70 no is he getting eight minutes a game now i like to um i like to just you know you like to pay to win yeah pretty much man pretty much i don't i'm not, i don't have a moral stance against using steroids in uh 2k so i use them and he's an 88 at the moment He's very oh, productive. Well. Full full starting minutes. Although I'm fighting with my uh, my GM, too brash, and he wants to trade me. But I'm a rookie, and I'm scoring like 25 a game on 70 percent from three. So there's no way he's trading me. Matt, did you see the, the us playing 2K on stream? Yeah, <laughs> you guys on. Like you can't actually like there's. There's no reason to play actual like defense against Andrew. It's just always know he's going to take a three shot. <laughs> yeah, I was, every, I sing, was every single cheesing. play, <laughs> every single play, assume he's taking the three. Yeah, those cheesing. I I no, make that's... threes and I make and I'm past dishes. I'm on the I'm on the Sixers, so I I set up Joel Embiid all day. This is quite the. Quite the thing. All the stuff you're telling me right now, all coming at me at once. Uh, first <laughs> off, because you're in Philly, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that's obligatory. Um, second, name is uh, Dickie McWilliams Franklin. <laughs> okay, he's a very tall, ugly white man. The, Position? Say, uh, say the third. <laughs> uh, he's a small forward. Ah yes, the best the best character to build in my player. Uh, yeah, it really is. There's, there's <laughs> literally no reason to build any other. Trying to be a rookie point guard is impossible. And being a big, you do nothing. Oh, big! They're like, oh, you're over uh, six foot ten. You obviously are going to be tripping over your own feet running up the court. Yeah. Um, they're going to throw you in a wide open pass down the lane and you're going to just absolutely not dunk that and just do the, the worst layup and miss yeah. off the back. Your hands board. are, your hands are made of stone. So like 50% yeah. chance you won't even catch like you, you, you are a bumbling <laughs> idiot. You are, uh, you were chiseled out of the quarry of Latvia. <laughs> I'm glad that yes. they never fixed that either. Cause bigs no. always suck to play as. It's never been fixed. I just, I just want to make Joker. I just want to make a Jokic player, and I can't because like nope. he won't. He, well, it yeah, won't work. He's not real. He, he's exactly, not real. Not exactly. They, they. 
it would be game breaking to have that build. This is slowly turning into sports talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Which which is what it's going to be in next month, right? When we're doing, oh yeah, we're doing sports games. Yeah, we're I don't want to go. We we, we should sports we ball uh, the game. Sports yeah. sports ball the movie. Sports ball the TV set. Wait until I pull the deep cut and grab all of the uh, Casey Powell lacrosse games. Casey Powell lacrosse games. Oh I man, like I feel like I always forgot got, about those. Has got has got to be a difficult one to translate to to There's... to the video games. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like hockey, but it's like I, don't know, I, feel, I feel like the physics has got to be more difficult. Like to for, okay, for all you got to do is take the physics sim from uh quidditch world cup 2003 <laughs> of them passing the quaffle <laughs> and translate that to lacrosse sticks and boom you're good they have the technology they're making a new quidditch game except yeah. worse in every way do you think that's just because they didn't have quidditch in hogwarts yes. legacy i think that was the plan the entire time yeah i think they left it out because they knew they were going to make a game can't eat into you know you know can't eat into potential profits. Let's let's segregate every every possible profitable element and you know give as much bloat as possible. And... Yeah, man. You, you know we gotta ex we have to exploit the Lord of the Rings franchise. <laughs> uh, do you think uh, that was a translation error or or I do or, I do think oh. it was a little bit of a translation error, but I'm not gonna let that uh, stem the fact that. They their goal right now is just to make as many Lord of the Rings games as they can, those damn, which those with Embracer Group scares the shit out of me. Because yeah, those damn Swedes are demonic, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it was a translation error. Squared. They definitely. Either way, that's what they meant. <laughs> they they yeah. definitely meant that. If it wasn't a translation error, it's a Freudian slip. Yeah. Where he want to, instead of using the word like leverage, he just used something that's like ex- <laughs> a little more explicit. We want to make the Lord of the Rings franchise one of the preeminent ones in gaming. That sounds better. Yeah. And then you say you have like five games in the next two years playing, and you're like, okay, that's. Not... Well, we've already we've already done that. The PS2 era was was yeah. held up entirely by the movie tie-ins. I mean, Return of the King was a good, a good game. PS2 game. So good. I, co- I, don't I don't remember. I don't remember making it very far in that game, but I do remember. I definitely didn't beat it because that one like starts. The game starts with the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah, and I remember making it to the the Dimalt Road, uh, where you go to the the place under the mountain to mm-hmm. the the undead. I remember. I struggled with the undead king for when I was a kid. It was spooky. Like getting there, it was spooky. spooky. I got a little bit farther than that, but I don't. I know I didn't beat the game. That's the last bit I remember. Is is get going under the mountain? That was that was it. That was all I remember. Uh, Like that's the the, what sticks out in my mind. But I remember. The best time. Let's just be old men curmudgeoning for a second. Um, you know, do you know what makes that the best time in gaming? The internet existed, but it wasn't nearly what it is today. 
So if you were having trouble in those games, you just kind of had to figure it out. Like if you didn't have a guidebook, that was it. You either figured it out or you didn't. Or you just kind of, you just, you moved on and you went to something else. You went went back to playing uh, Jack and Daxter. That's probably like the genesis of why I am so ADHD riddled when it comes to games is because as a kid, when I butt up against those sections, I would would try for a little bit, but eventually I'd be like, this is for fun and I'm not. Internet is fucking bugging out. But my internet my internet is bugging and it keeps it keeps uh keeps freezing a little bit and it's telling me your internet connection is unstable. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh but yeah, no, I I uh yeah, I don't know. It's just like I I the games I played back in the day is just I well, you know what? You know what I did is I had I had I had a neighbor who was like my my video game guru. And so <laughs> I I remember in particular this this bit in Ratchet and Clank. I forget which of the games, but just like for the life of me, I'm just fucking stuck. Like I can't figure out how to to progress, like to move you on. Call, call them in like the big brother. Yep, and he and he came over and figured it out in fucking ten seconds. I, and like I even remember the segment. It was like this bit where, so it's like you're trying to get up these little bit of platforms, but like you can't jump high enough. Yeah. And it's like you're trying to get like clank up high enough or something. And they're like these magnet things going on where it's like you put him in a, you suspend him in this magnet thing. And I just like couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do with that. But basically it's like you turn it into a slingshot. It was like you would you would slingshot him up over the the. Ledge. I know what you're talking about. And I got stuck on that. It was just like I almost had to I almost had to give up, but then called him over and uh, saw me through. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I was. Hell yeah, there was community played, in that. I had like, plenty of games where I did I did like you know I, I didn't fully finish. I've told you this story before. Like the, I never liked not finishing games. It oh, always yeah. bothered me. But the uh, speaking of you know, the, the the heyday of video game movie tie-ins, I I loved Star Wars: The Revenge of the Sith PS2 game. Yeah, and that was a good one. I, I largely played it to the point where, um, it was like towards the end of the PS2 life cycle, and my PS2 or at least my memory cards were like corrupted. Um, so I couldn't do, I couldn't do, uh, I couldn't make new saves. Mm-hmm. So I would just start, I would just throw it in, start fresh and just play it for how long, however long I could. And that would usually get me to like the fight with Mace Windu. It's and like a roguelike, except it doesn't change. Yeah, that was it. But it's like, how long can I sit here? Like, and yeah, one, how far can, can I, I win? get in, in one session? <laughs> um, how much time do I have before I have to turn the console off and all my progress is lost forever? <laughs> I miss uh, I miss tie-in games. Uh, the the one I still, still think about not finishing. I don't know if either of you ever played this. It was a James Bond uh, 
Goldeneye wasn't a movie game when they not Goldeneye. Um, it was more recent than that. It was James Bond 007 Everything or Nothing. I got to the last mission, the last level. You would have to clear this room, and then the bed, the big bad would be waiting for you. I could never figure out how to actually get to him to kill him and end the game. And it, I, I never, I never beat it because by the time the internet was ubiquitous enough, that console and game were not something that, I was. Using. That was a that was a GameCube game. It was a uh, PS2. As I'm googling it now, I mean, I guess I probably could play it now. It's coming up everywhere on GameCube. Is this on GameCube? Yeah, it's everywhere. It was even on Game Boy Advance, apparently. No, I see that here as well. I see Game Boy Advance. Yeah, That's which not, I mean, that, that was would not also be fun. Uh, a thing back then. You'd have a GameCube version, then like a really dumbed down Game Boy Advance version. A good yeah. way to get uh, twice the money on a release they uh there was another game that also came out then which i wish this one is the one that i want to, them to bring back you you played as the villain in a james bond story and it was very very fun um because you had one could argue these, like, you play as the villain super in cool evil weapons yeah, there we go there we go we can talk about that next week Those are fun i want i want james bond games to come back I, I, there was that uh 007 golden eye with daniel craig on the wii what do you mean <laughs> I, I like do recall that there was they did there make tie daniel, games craig. daniel craig james bond i never played any of them no oh, it's a, it's 100 percent a real game i'm telling you Yeah, there's a Quantum of Solace game, Casino Royale game. Did you use did you use That's the, the Wiimote as a gun? Did you use the, yeah, the gun you had the accessory? Point. I mean, yeah, you can also have the Imagine if you know how uh, broken the Wii accessory game would have been if 3D printers were widely available back then? <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're just There'd selling, selling like... this cheap ass plastic at a huge markup. AK-47 Wiimote. We love it. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> now I want it. <laughs> but that actually, there's something I wanted to talk about. Maybe this is something we would discuss later in a later podcast. But uh, Ben, you sent some a tweet that I had seen this week. And I, th- I think it was this week regarding the intricacy and depth and scale of video games just being way too much at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah fucking oh, with yeah. the development cycle. And I think these, like, James Bond games are, like, good examples of, like, just make something that's, like, a fun eight-hour game and, like, people will be happy. Like, bring back fucking, you know, like, the Burnout series. Like, some of these, like, games that were a little more arcadey we don't really get any more from. That's why I enjoyed. That's studio. why I enjoyed uh, Evil West. So Hi-Fi much. Rush. Mm. That's mm. one too. But like, say Evil West is a more yeah. recent one. That's like you know, it was like twelve hours. 
you know, all the all the reviewers, you know, were basically like, you know, this is a, a video game ass video game, right? You know, and it's like really yeah. definitely true. And and but yeah, so like yeah, that tweet I sent is just like how these like five to ten year development cycles are just completely untenable. Um, I saw someone someone else, I think part of a similar discussion was like talking about like like yeah, like it's like creatively very bad for for the for the developers yeah. too. You know, it's like you don't want to be no creative wants to be working on you know like the same project for for that fucking long. And it's also really precarious for for devs because it's like you can you can you can be in the spot where you have a decade of experience but no shipped games because like what if it doesn't fucking what if you know it gets stick stuck in development hell and like they have this problem like that we see with all these studios they have this churn of employees they have this lack of uh uh, this lack of a, a pool of candidates for senior positions um, because they just burn the fuck out because of crunch, because of the, the, the serious overscaling of these projects. And then they go and just work for like a fucking software management, you know, uh, you know, they go, they go, they go make financial software for three yeah. times the salary. And the, yeah, the, so, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's bad for the devs it's bad for it's bad for everyone and like one of the other things that i really thought that tweet it didn't highlight a lot but it mentioned that i thought is a big part of it too is that like they try to put cultural you know they try to to capture cultural zeitgeist and and you know make references oh, right. yeah, and yeah, like yeah. those are all stale by the time the game comes out and yeah you can't be you can't be doing that when yeah your game takes fucking seven years like you know like with like the, the yeah the speed of of uh you know meme culture and that type of yeah. shit you know like that like a meme is like is done to death you know within the first you know month now right um so yeah all these jokes have no have nowhere to land uh when when they're just they they're so they, this game is just seem out of touch out of date um, yes imme- immediately do you know what they have seem out of touch and out of date immediately final fantasy 16 because <laughs> they're they're reclaiming their roots they're, they're bringing it back to a simpler time while i agree just with telling you. a story for one character is okay even that is still uh you know supposedly reference uh like everyone what you you sent something matt where it's like everyone's like this is what game of thrones should be and like while game of thrones has kept some of its cultural relevance like even that in and of itself is kind of like a at this point stale comparison yeah i'm interested to see how how the i mean everyone who's getting a hands-on has just not that that yeah raving about the story so i'm i mean People is people are still hungry for you know, granted yes it is a sign of, the uh you know, executive class uh you know being out of touch you know every every major streaming service you know is trying to still trying to create their game of thrones yeah, still, exactly and n- none of them fucking land. You didn't like the Lord of the Rings Amazon production? Oh my god! I stopped watching <laughs> that shit. <laughs> 
stop watching that. Oh, I think I watched two episodes, and I think they were both with you. Yeah, same. I didn't watch any more than that. It's like, yeah, you guys were like visiting when the series premiered. So we're like, oh yeah, let's check it out, and it fucking sucked. It was bad. It was real bad. But not was for any of the reasons that the majority of people claim. You know, it just was terrible writing. Like they gave, they gave control to like one of the big biggest media properties ever to people who had never written for TV before. This was like their first project. Seems like a uh, smart decision there, huh? Really paid off. I wonder if there's like a tax write-off for that. If it counts as like charity. <laughs> Definitely. With some they just do some accounting and they're like, look, we didn't we didn't make money here. Tax write-off. We lost money, so we made money. Yeah. It's funny how that works sometimes. So Matt, how how crazy are you starting to get in Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what's the most recent like you've texted me and said like you know I'm starting to move more into my my Raytheon era. Yeah. What's your greatest three, atrocity? Yeah. All right. So I've built a uh, a large glider that functions. So it's a a big plank base, two uh, two wing gliders on either end of it, with double stack rocket boosters, fans control stick uh a cart underneath it so i can land it on the ground and uh, and drive drive on the ground uh and then it's got flamethrowers on the front uh lightning rods in the back usually just ride around on that just, just back tool, batteries say tooling around cas- casually genociding some some bokoblins <laughs> I haven't found laser attachments yet, so that's that that'll adjust things. It's like that's one thing obviously I've having not played yet, like been like confused on like like how they've designed the laser things because basically they must have known like what they were doing <laughs> with that because they like they home in on people, you know, like they Yeah, they are like the guardian laser. It's it's pretty nuts. It's like like yeah, they they knew that that what people were gonna create. What what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like a kid in a candy store. Whenever I'm on a sky island and see a Zo uh, Zonai vending machine, that that's, I can just so, drop drop things in to get pieces. Yeah, like that's my question about this game. Is like, <clears throat> it seems like these people who are building these ridiculous contraptions just. I just see them and I'm like, how how long are you resource farming to to make this? Like, it, it seems like I mean, hours. Uh, once you like, once you've built something, you can technically build it without all of the components in the for the cost of just one resource. Uh, that's the auto build thing. Yep. Right? In that cost zonite, which you can just go down to the the undercity or the underground. And find that fairly abundantly. Okay, that helps. That makes more sense. Yeah, it's a How- it's a build it once, and then you can auto build it from 
as little as, or as much as you have. Okay, that's a cool mechanic. Yeah, it's um, you have to, you have to do at least one dungeon to get to auto build. They don't give that to you until you've done uh, one of the dungeons. And I how far that, how far have you progressed in the story? That's, I've done you... one dungeon, uh, story wise. I've really just been um, marking off. So there's this cool interaction. Uh, spoilers, I guess. I don't know if anyone cares. Should I say this? Uh, where where the under the underground uh where the light roots are that you find that illuminate sections uh they are below directly a shrine on the overworld so there's been a lot of like oh i found a light root like go, uh like shift the map up a layer be like oh i put haven't a, found a shrine there like put a put pin a, down put a mark down cool. or if i like reverse like oh i found a shrine here like lower the map a layer like oh i haven't found a light route like put a put a pin down to know to go look for that and kind of like interconnecting those webs that's a cool that's i like that that's a cool uh way of connecting your two different sections of map it's a the thing that they've done really well is that because the base overworld is technically the same relatively speaking there's changes obviously Uh, but like the layout is still the same as it was in the first game um instead of forcing you to like run around and re-explore on the ground again uh, or like via horse or you know even just like on a cart now or something like that uh the the air bike is everybody's go-to yes that's that's a common one it's a pretty cheap as well it's like two fans and a control thing and you're just tooling around yep you're just you're zooming and if you're underground, you just attach a light to it, and you can. Yeah, so I've I've seen somebody do that. You put like there's like a flower or something that emits a light, and you just yeah you tool you tool around there, and you do all your mapping out of the zone. Yeah, that's that that's one of the really cool things, though. Like, uh, for a Switch game, no less. Uh, when you go to the depths and you haven't found any light root yet, it's completely dark, and the only way to illuminate is to attach like bright bloom seeds and throw them around so that they illuminate. Uh, smaller sections so that you can see uh and as you illuminate and continue on in the game your bright bloom seeds remain where they were throughout the depths that you've placed so your exploration gets saved and those resources don't get wasted cool. which is a really cool like i was surprised by that because i figured the switch would uh deload those like I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's pretty impressive for the switch to do like persistent type uh, changes like that. That's pretty cool. Um, I I just like I don't know when I'm gonna. I know I need to play it before the end of the year. Like it is a necessity, and I guess that's a a good enough a good enough transition to. Talking about, you know, like we, I know we're not really doing news, you know, but like, and we, we've done some reactions on Twitch. Uh, folks, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash campaign comedy. We haven't talked about our record, but like, yeah, so we haven't like talked about like just like our, uh, you know, our highlights from Summer Game Fest, but like, I want to frame it rather than that. It's like just because it's basically the second half of the year is starting to shape up. And as I was looking at things, one, I was like th- thinking about what I've played this year so far. And I've played a bunch of games, right? Um, 
but I've been thinking of, I was like looking back at my physical calendar and I'm like, uh, where I keep track of all my, uh, all release dates and shit like that. Um, I was like, okay, but like what games that like released this year, <laughs> excuse me, have I More actually, spoken. have I actually played? And it's, the reality <laughs> is not, a, not a lot. Not a lot of games have, that actually released this year. Have it was a relatively weak start to the year. I mean, there were some good ones, but like, and there there were some there, but like, really didn't for a few months now. Like, I have not really played anything, any full games that are new. But like, so let's see. Like, I played Fire Emblem, Hi Fi Rush, um, Comic Heart, Metroid Prime. Now I've played. Uh, and I feel like that might be it. Yeah, you, the Horizon Forbidden West DLC, but that's not a full game. But yeah, that's it of things that have released this year that I have played so far. And you know, there are some that have released that I that I do want to play. Obviously, Tears of the Kingdom being at the top of that list. Like I want to play, I want to play the 40k bolt gun game. I have Advance Wars one and two remake in my in my queue. That's probably my next Switch game. But like, yeah, there's like there there really like has been a has been a lot. But then as the second half of the year is filling out, it is looking like there's a bunch of shit that like I'm I'm trying to play. Like obviously Final Fantasy sixteen is the next week is the, <laughs> is the most imminent one. But then, obviously, the big the big two really for me are Armored Core and Baldur's Gate three. But then you also have like Lives of P, Spiderman, um, Spiderman, the fucking Far Cry on Pandora, the- theoretically <laughs> Starfield. I, I'm already I like already know I'm not gonna play that. Oh, I know. I'm just saying like there's a. There's a theoretical world out there where Starfield releases and like Todd isn't lying. I simply don't have enough time to to play all these other games and search through a th- over a thousand planets. It's just you're, you're it's, gonna put on here. it's not possible. It's just not possible. You're going to strap into your VR cockpit. Because even some of the positive shit that like are people who are positive on, which is you know, a lot of people, and most people, most reactions to the Starfield presentation and shit has been has been you know pretty much all positive. Um, but like several people, you know, who are, who are you know on the whole very positive about the game, are basically saying like, yeah, the one thing that still hasn't sold me is uh, the story. Story and the characters, they seem very bland and uh, tacked on, which is like what I was saying, like on our stream where we were looking at shit, where it was just like, yeah, this should have just been a, a a sandbox game. But if they did that, it would have been too much like No Man's Sky. It literally just would have been <laughs> yeah. a gray, a gray version of No Man's Sky. Like putting a story and characters are like the only way to make it like an RPG version of no man's sky. I mean, I've enjoyed the people doing the shot for shot recreation of the Starfield trailer in no man's sky. <laughs> right. From, I mean that from their, their showcase like a year ago or whatever, 
or they're showing that is from like a year ago that was like yeah that was that was the whole thing it's just like yep you're just you're mining for resources clearing out enemy enemy compounds yet you can't even fly your fucking ship in the air um we can wait a little bit into like the whole the whole 30 frames per second discourse that <laughs> thing but somebody like made this point that I just this made me want to bring up it's like they're doing all the they're they're doing all the things to try to make it so you could do 60 frames like they're doing like the whole you can't fly your there is no seamless flying yeah. of of ship in between uh you know yeah, atmosphere to orbit for you know to be able to you know they're they're making these uh concessions all the yeah. things that you would do to be able to make a hit like a performance mode yet it still can't do that like i don't understand why people are like this seems so much more complex than any other open world game like why this is so demanding on your cpu versus other you know other uh equally uh or i don't know about that I, that i don't know technically we, we, enough about but like we we've made the joke of like Starfield uh, having to run at 30 frames per second doesn't look better than Forbidden West, which has a 120 frames per second mode. Yeah, and Horizon looks better, you yeah. know? Even, you know, not on a fidelity mode, like, you know, it the graphics look better. Um, That's yeah, because maybe, the Decima engine is magical. It's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like, what the what the excuse is for, you know, why that's not possible. Um, I don't see why this game is more complex than you're, you're the, the Patrick Bateman meme right now. Why is it not possible? possible? Tell me why not you stupid bastard. Yeah. I'm like shaking. I'm shaking Todd. <laughs> just, you know, what yeah. the fuck? Tell me why. Especially um, cause they say like, they, they like their language around it is really weird in that they are like, it does, it runs at, at 30 frames and above um, and usually above, but we're locking it at 30 frames is just like such a strange way of saying that they're locking it. Like, it's well, it's a way to be like, Oh yeah, our game is incredibly consistent. A 40, a 40 Hertz. Uh, VR like our, mode. our game is incredibly inconsistent. So we must, we must <laughs> arbitrarily lock it so that you're not yeah. completely thrown off when it looks really smooth and then goes back to chugging. Chugga, 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 you know, like, uh, yeah. He should he should have locked it to twenty four frames per second so it to be cinematic. <laughs> People have talked about that. Like you remember remember the yeah the uh, I forget now which which uh, look into it, but it was the one where Todd was like talking to Pete, like talking, and the game was playing in the background. People are like, "Oh yeah, that looks like shit," but that's because they're doing the, that video in twenty four <laughs> frames because that's like the documentary style. <laughs> like okay okay guy uh i don't know it's just like there the the reviews for it will have to be so so spectacular that i mean are you thinking i think they're going to be i think no matter what unless this game is like just unless unless it launches in a terrible state yeah 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 i i think you're gonna see i think microsoft has deep enough pockets Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they can pay for enough like pre media hype to get it, um, like cyberpunk at the very least. Because like, 
Cyberpunk launched horribly on console and still was like the, one of the top trending games for months as people were still playing it. It's it's interesting you bring up Cyberpunk because that's one of the ones where it's uh it kind of ties into the couple of things we've talked about today and like these insane development cycles and you know how these games kind of release and I just am cyberpunk makes me very while while I do think it's now a good game personally and I've enjoyed my return to it since they fixed it um that being done the way it's done I think just adds an excuse even beyond like the no it's it's even greater than like the no man's sky story and now we're gonna even have people just well yeah because both of them both of them set the standard for people that every bad game can technically be a good game exactly and it's not true because there are some games that no matter how much you try to fix them just fundamentally will not change the fact that the game itself is not good yeah and like if it takes you 10 years to do it then just don't don't do it like just do something else let's like yeah but if they do you don't understand if it takes them let's say it takes them six years to fix it total so they release the game originally um, six years from now, they release a complete edition uh, remaster uh, with all of the DLC and, you know, like the final patched version. And now because multi-platform, you know, now it's on a, you know, now it's not Epic Game Store exclusive. It's on Steam and uh, Xbox PlayStation as well. And then, you know, four years later, they release a cloud uh, Switch version when the Switch is uh, on its last limbs dying. <laughs> yeah i'm I, i'm tired grandpa this it's my personal damn, favorite version of that one too damn bad because that's me to my uh solidworks uh machine at work <laughs> it's like always towards the end of a friday because i leave it on the entire week I don't I shut SolidWorks off, but towards the end of the week it'll be like, I'm tired, grandpa. I don't want to save this assembly no more. Please. You keep turning it transparent, and that takes a lot of rendering power. It's <laughs> <laughs> just wheezing at you. Yeah. I want to install a, a janky turbo button on the side of my computer that I can hit that'll like turn up the uh, overclock the CPU and hit the the fans harder. Explosion at battery battery developer after engineer overrides computer. SolidWorks works. Engineer uploads himself to the matrix. <laughs> yes. But speaking of all these technological advancements, how excited are we for Armored Core? Oh my god, dude, it looks so good. Oh my god. I'm very excited. It it is everything I was hoping it would look like. I the the response has been very interesting to me, though. I mean, I'm not like tuned in enough because, like, again, like I've I've grown to loathe most quote unquote gamers, (laughs) you know. So, like, I don't I don't follow like you know, you know, like I'm not on Reddit, you know, I don't do that shit. So, like. I'm not seeing all like the terrible posting that you have that you've been. The, the number one uh, thing that people are pissed about is that there's a hard lock. Yes, the hard but lock, soft not, lock. <laughs> but it's not. But it, but it's like you still have both options. 
Yeah, it makes can, no know, sense to me. The argument. <laughs> you can just choose and, not to hard lock. It's a button press. But it because the reason there's a hard lock is because the combat speed is uh, increased. So yeah, but you can just choose not to do it. You know, <laughs> it's a button press. It, you could disable it in the settings, probably. Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah. Uh, did you ever go to the 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 retro game place and no the, the timing has worked out that every time i've been thinking to do it it's been pouring rain and i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah that would be cool that would be it's, cool it's been could... torrential downpouring here on and off when was the last armored core game released 2012 okay armored core v day for ps3 like, yeah, how dare they, you know, like take their, you know, decade plus now of continued experience <laughs> yeah. and success and, of, you know, making uh, beloved combat ARPGs. Like, what the fuck? Like, you can't even call that an ARPG, you know, but yeah. like, like fucking Diablo is an ARPG. Like, I that's know. its own fucking thing. Like, and we've talked about this in the past. Fucking genre definitions are less than helpful or, or, like actually let's just like, get rid of them all together and just call them games again <laughs> everything needs to be called mario mario <laughs> mario core yeah, i mean yeah, I'm, I'm down for some for some they, nintendo has or... ventured into the mecha genre before <laughs> yeah. that's like that's on my list yeah like that's one of like the best 3ds games is the kirby yeah. planet robobot yeah I got my little Kirby plushie right behind me. Yeah. Uh, no, dude, Armored Core is going to be... I, I'm so ready to strap in. I'm ready to be a raven. What kind of build do you think you're going to go for? Heavy, light, balanced? You see, I feel like I always go into these games wanting to do a light, speedy build and then end up somewhere... I'm going to end up, up like as a quadruped... Always end up just oonga boonga. Yeah. I'm probably going to end up as like a quadruped wielding like Well, because we've seen them. We've seen, we've seen the ones that have like, where it's literally like tank treads. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like the heavy build. It's yeah. I'm, I'm that, going light. I'm, I'm always light and speedy. I usually choose the, the quick builds for these types of games. I honestly feel like, uh, the slower heavier builds actually require more precise timing mm-hmm. because yeah. like you just actually like you have you're you have less wiggle room because i mean you can you even have see to that time in... your strikes correctly you have to uh you know your windows are much more narrow because your animations are so much fucking longer you, you can see that in uh challenge runs and stuff as it is for souls games yeah when uh when even these very talented souls players you know who've set world records or whatever it is when they end up with a run where they're like heavy rolling or something like that you watch them struggle really hard because it's just a like it's just not something they're used to the timing on like how much longer every animation takes like how much safer you have to play because you don't have those uh those chances to get away 
That's precisely why I always go light and speedy. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like, I like more speed, and, and one, I think it's visually more pleasing. I like the, I like the frenetic action, I like yeah. to get kinetic styled with it. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably gonna go. I'm probably gonna go fast. Uh, see, that's interesting because I am. I always want to try heavy and, but I've learned Same. my lesson over the years. That is just always a little bit too much more of a difficult difficulty gap for me. Like all the, all the giant weapons in Elden ring, I want to wield those, but I just know they look I will so cool. fuck it they up. They look so cool. Yes. I, I already know. I don't like two handed swords and replicant. Oh no, they're, they're bad. They're, they, they, they don't they, feel right. There's something off about them. They're very bad. So you've gotten to that point already? Yeah. Okay, yeah, they're very bad. They're very bad. I don't like... Spears feel nice. I told you, Phoenix Spear is the best weapon in the game. But Spears in Replicant are better than they are in Automata. Yes. Spears have a much slower moveset. Heavy swords in Automata are much better than they are in Replicant. Because you you can use them as combos. That's yeah. that's interesting. I I because I well I did not play replicant. The automata spear is the the weapon I used for pretty much the whole game. It's not I that only, the automata spear is bad, right? No, right. I know. I only don't like it because of coming from replicant. Yeah, and, fair enough. And and loving how fast the the because it's like you have the highest damage output, but also fast at least as fast, if not even in some cases faster than the light swords. Uh, in in replicate, like one handed swords, but like two handed swords are so fucking slow. Yeah, you start off that first encounter in part two, and like that was the last time I used it. Yep, I swapped well, off it to a spear immediately it after like, well, like it's like, well, I will be, I will never be touching that again. The the fact that its main combo is slow enough that if you can uh, break a an enemy's guard, they can recover their guard before you can get the next swing off is. Quite that's not fair i don't know i don't i guess i guess the only part of it when I, mean, I, I never tried this like again in replicant the the strategy actually became rather than like dodging and shit like it like you know the perfect dodge deflect, is, deflect, deflect, deflect. is the mechanic is the mechanic it's just you parry and then do a super hit you parry and hit right after and it you do crazy damage so you just like delete hp off of, you just stand right in front of the big guys parry them big hit Wait for the next hit. Parry, big hit. Um, that's that was the way to do it. Um, yeah, Phoenix Spear. I'm pretty sure that's in the at the facade shop. Matt, I'm pretty sure I'll check. It, it's in the desert. It's at the desert uh, town shop. Um, absolutely worth it. Best best weapon in the game. Um. Yeah, I uh ooh, so I I wanted to so we, we've got our our you know our sights set on what we want to play uh coming up. Like we there's there is actually quite a decent array of of things of things on the horizon for for the rest of the year, you know, granted there's probably gonna be some delays here and there. Um, you imagine Starfield gets delayed? Hilarious. I, I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. Um, but it's you yeah, think Phil be, Spencer would kill Todd? That would be very yes. funny. Um, 
but like man end of people are like oh yeah september is looking so jam-packed and it's like yeah if you're playing starfield um but uh honestly it's the last last week and a half of august yeah you've that's got, yep. you've got armored core on on friday the 25th and then Baldur's gate the 31st yeah. I wanted to ask how you're going to prioritize there. For you, that's like two enormous games. I mean, I would assume Armored Core is not going to be that long. Um, and Armored Core is also mission based. That's yeah, fair. they're, that's they're fair. level they're level based. I'm assuming it's going to be very much along the length of say like a Demon Souls remake. You're right. You're right. That will probably be like what twelve to sixteen hours. It's one of those. Say, there's going to be like a I'd multiplayer axe twenty five like an arena for a single playthrough. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So there's gonna be people who have hundreds of hours in that game, but it's gonna all be oh, in like yeah. the arena. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if I get if I get that day one, there is a chance I can finish that by the time Baldur's Gate comes out. I doubt it. I'm probably gonna have to put off Baldur's Gate a little bit, but that's gonna be that's gonna like and yeah, like for people who are like I, I follow like a couple channels on YouTube that like are like big like you know, CRPG and RPG channels. Like for them, it's gonna suck to play Baldur's Gate, and then less than a week after that is Starfield. I don't know how they're gonna. Do, I don't know how, how those folks are gonna do that. But luckily, I do not have to count myself amongst them. But then I have like three weeks before I before I want I want to play uh, Lies of P. And then there's some smaller games like October is looking pretty 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 busy. Are you not interested in Spider Man? But that's uh, October. Oh, okay. I thought it was September. No, it's October. We, th- we everyone thought it was September, but no, it's October. Yeah, it's early October, right? Like October seventh no, or something. It's like. October twentieth. Um, but like I've got a, sh- I've got a like a indie-ish game that I'm looking at, Lamplighters League, the first week of October. Then we've got Assassin's Creed Mirage. Lords of the Fallen, like I'm obviously gonna wait and see what people say about that, and that can wait. Um, I'll be paying attention to Alan Wake too, but I'm not gonna be playing Alan Wake too. I'm Alan Wake, um, and I'm a writer. Uh, Alan Wake, more like Alan woke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will be playing Spider Man too for sure, and then things, you know, taper off a little bit. Um, but I am I'm currently playing Dragon's Dogma. Tried to stream it last night with Matt joining, but it did not like me trying to share its screen and stream it at the same time. Game kept freezing, and I was feeling like shit. So I was just like, okay, that's a no for me. Um, and then you played the game after, and it was fine. So it was totally fine. It was totally fine after that. So it was really weird, but like it's uh. That was like a, a highlight for me seeing the stuff for Dragon's Dogma 2 um, coming out. Like I'm after, you know, I'm about halfway through at least the main quest line. There is a big, pretty big DLC that I'll want to do probably before Endgame. Um, but like I'm like about halfway through and I have some like it's like a like a fucking 12 year old game at this point even though it's like even though the dark arisen version is like a remake or like a remaster yeah. 
Um, is it uh, the Dark Arisen version brought it to the current gen of consoles, which was PS4 at the time, the PS4, Xbox uh, One. Yeah, so it's Switch. like it's like uh, I've got some I've got some like nitpicks with it, like how it's got a with how much loot there is in the game, it's got an incredibly restrictive uh, 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 fuck what are they encumbrance Inventory? system? Oh yeah. You know, like half, like you know, the gear that I'm wearing puts me at, you know, puts me into like the light, or no, puts me into the average, you know, puts me into mi- the middle middle road, and then you know, picking up any loot whatsoever puts me into heavy, which like affects your run speed, your stamina, uh, your stamina regain. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit frustrating, and like the way you have to access inventory menus including how you how you access like healing items is very clunky um those are my two big things my two big uh complaints with it like for i i really don't like it's just like i i I don't like rpgs that like have so much fucking loot yet uh restrict how much you can carry and pick up like Elden Ring is great. Like, you know, you pick up all the fucking things you want, but the only things that count towards your encumbrance or whatever equipped. is is what you have equipped. Your your inventory is limitless. It's just I mean, like fr- from software shit I don't want to deal uh, with. From software has gone through uh their versions because when Demon Souls originally launched, you had a limited inventory. So if you went into a level and all of a sudden towards the end you found a really cool weapon. Yeah. And you had stuff in your inventory and couldn't pick it up, couldn't pick yeah, up so, the weapon. Yeah. So the, had the to go rem- back and dump that stuff out. And then the, re- the remake like made one quality of life improvement, but then added added back another thing to balance it. So it's like, yeah, you could send shit directly to storage from the level. So you didn't have yes. to do that. But then they added weight to your healing items. So yep. all your fucking grass and shit was just <laughs> so fucking heavy. Uh, it was ridiculous. So, so that you wouldn't hoard a hundred of each. I uh, towards the end, I did. I did end up having at least a hundred. Oh yeah, or like ninety nine spice. Uh, but uh, oh man, but it's, like that. Uh, the, that's why. For it's like not Elden Ring, the in that one? they did it. No, it's like no, no it's grass. It's a yeah. It is a, consumable. Yeah, they. That was like when the tough levels that I had. It was like. I was the t- the toughest bits of those levels were I wasn't making any progress and every attempt every attempt I would do I would be burning through resources which then would make each subsequent uh run that much more stressful and that yep. much more uh difficult um I and, always you know, would I'm, unlock I'm the gaining ru- I'm not gaining runes like I'm not like or the equivalent you know i'm not getting souls like so i can't even go and buy new ones like it was a it was a hairy spot i was was always healthily unlocking the ritual path and going and killing that first uh shade uh the first uh reaper oh yeah no you that's that is the farm spot uh for demon souls um yeah so yeah what i would do is like particularly once i once i unlocked firestorm i would just I just run down, run down, do a quick dodge of the Reapers first thing, Firestorm, and just get like twenty thousand uh, yeah. souls or something. Um, but yeah, so back to Dragon's Dogma. Like that's like that's like my real nitpick 
is the inventory system and how it works to interact with as well as just the collection. I don't even know a D&D table that I've ever played at that uses the actual like inventory weight. Uh... Never, I never use encumbrance. It's one more thing I I, I don't need to deal with. Um, and, you know, like in... Like, oh, yeah, like, even technically we have like a 500 pound limit, which is not. No, nah, fuck that. That's boring. Um, I'm not here for that shit. But uh, but speaking of D&D, like that's that's been like what has been most enjoyable about Dragon's Dogma is that it like. Feels very much like a D&D campaign, like you're just going off and doing little adventures. And yeah, there's an overarching story kind of in the background but it's just you're exploring finding little dungeons um doing like a decent party composition like you've got some built like i like how you can kind of reclass your character as you go um i'm thinking of of reclassing into like a rogue character to, to get some skills um because there's like a particular there's one particular type of enemy it's a it's a rare enemy but it's like just negates all magic damage so as like a sorcerer like i'm useless um and it's just like a real slog in order to in order to to kill in order to kill golems you need to climb on top (laughs) on top of them and stab the little like they've got these magic seals around their their bodies real golems yeah yeah it's it's they're doing they're doing hebraic magic i was gonna say (laughs) um felix needs to play this game Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has. Probably did. Um, but yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying it. It's cool. I'm excited to see like what, how they update it with Dragon's Dogma Two, like how how they've kind of brought it into a the, little bit, into, yeah, into modernity. So, I am, I am looking forward to. And I, I can't wait till it's a, for... an Ubisoft open world clone. I really hope not. I mean, Capcom is like you know fairly fairly set on doing their own thing so yeah but for for you guys though what's uh beyond armored core what's what's uh really on your on your agenda on your lookout i have two things in mind spider-man 2 is an obvious yeah i'm i'm ready i'm ready for goop you're you're insomniac pilled as well yeah, I'm a huge Insomniac fan. They can do no wrong for me at this point. Rightfully so. Wolverine could legitimately make me have to jam knives in between my knuckles to play the game properly, and I would do it because it's how they want the game to be played. <laughs> give, a new, give a new definition to claw gripping. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I have my eye on... What does Nintendo have cooking for the second half of the year? Yeah, what do they got? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that they've got. That's what I'm saying. Like, they've got much they, of they, anything. They got, they, there's the rumor of a direct upcoming at the like end of June, early July time frame, and I think it'll show what they'll be doing for the holiday this year. Yeah, like, I'm, on the, get, like, I'm on the skeptical side of that. I would assume if they do something, it's going to be something like the the partner direct. That's like I don't think they have a lot of first party stuff in the tank right now. Or well, no, I you think, know, you, you know I think that, what you're you know gonna get, if anything, are going to be ports. Right. I think you're gonna get like the final like stage of the the Wii U port cycle. That would be cool. Which is why it, I, I'm thinking like, you know, maybe like a Twilight Princess Wind Waker, 
type thing, a Metroid Prime 2, 3 type thing, um, you know, something like the, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles X, you know, make the Switch the ultimate Xenoblade machine mm. right before its send-off. I mean, they've got to show... Is, have you seen... I'm assuming you've seen that meme, but, like, I'm I'm struggling to remember what the comparison was. It was, like, uh, in the time it's taken for somebody to make one game or whatever, uh, Monolith Soft has done the entire fucking uh, yes. Xenoblade franchise. Yeah. Because they goaded. They goaded, folks. I think it was... Uh time between skyrim and starfield or something like that yeah 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 yes it was it was it was those two i think that's fair matt those are good call outs i i would say you know besides the usual suspects that have all kind of been named um the two that Again. previously excited or aware of um was definitely the new assassin's creed mirage that that did get me more interested than i thought i'd be in an assassin's creed game at this point yeah so I'll, I'll give them some flowers there and then the other is uh payday three which i don't really know all that much about but i always thought the first and second looked fun so i might just dip my toe in and check Check out Payday. 3 From what I understand, point. aren't isn't the Payday series co-op? Is, but my question is, is it co-op only? It, is it's there a, is there a single player mode? No, it, it I don't GTA think it's co-op ish? only. It is GTA GTA ish, but it's more like heist and that kind of shit, you know? Yeah, it's like heisty, heist exclusive. Those are like heist. the only cool parts of GTA Five that I saw was like exactly a, like a heist thing you had to do. That's what everybody had did. To, like, I'm pretty sure you play it. through a sewer. That's what everybody did in like the no pixel. Uh, that one was called the uh, the role the role playing, the GTA role playing stuff. Is there just do heist? No, I swear that's because people yearn for crime. <laughs> Yeah, I think I mean there is there's a decent amount to be uh to be excited about. Like you know, I was thinking like that that uh this year's not E three or key three if you wanna call it, um, was a little bit lackluster. Um in reality it was missing it's more the, like... the underside of games that prop up a good showcase. There wasn't a lot of like smaller stuff that was super enticing. Yeah, and it's like really what we got is like seeing is seeing confirmations of dates and stuff for the second half of the year. There weren't any like surprises or big announcements or reveals. I, mean, I would I don't know Large if I was out of seen. tune with it, but I wasn't expecting another Star Wars uh game announcement. We knew we knew that was com- we knew that was coming. That had been announced. Like the Ubisoft open world Star Wars was a known quantity. We didn't know what it was. So yeah, getting the details on it was was interesting. And I think that has some potential too, right? You know, that that looks like it could hit. 
unless they like you know you know make it a standard i mean survivor so yeah i don't know um you know massive is one of the if not the the only good ubisoft studio so i think it has an it's got a 50 50 chance the only hope for uh avatar because that's this year right that's december that's december yeah. yeah but like honestly that one to me like it's just it it is pretty clear it's far cry it's a far cry skin you're just clearing you're so just too. you're clearing enemy camps and crafting and cooking and doing you know stupid yeah but you RPG see if the, cooking, if the cooking makes the good sound and the character hums and goes <laughs> then it's okay have you have you have you caught that that when link cooks he's humming uh versions of original classic Zelda songs? Yes. Uh, I thought that was a nice little detail. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've gone we've gone for an hour, hour and ten. So, I think uh, unless there's any other any other things that uh, people want to talk about from these past couple of weeks, it's been like a decent a decent slew of of, uh, of gaming news. So, and and interesting things you know we've got a like i've been saying all episode we've got you know an interesting six months ahead let's see if they stay you know they can stick with these dates and you know hope i kind of hope that like things don't get uh we're not getting any more basically announcements like i'm good with this this slate of games you know like i don't yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna struggle to kind of finish all of them anyways no you need more more games more releases what was the one that you sent? So it was like the flintlock the flintlock yeah. game getting pushed to 2024 i'm to- so good with that because that's one that i really want would would want to play so i'm i'm happy with not having to fit something else into into this schedule so give it give it some time uh i'm i'm, ha- I'm more than happy for it um but all right um I've already mentioned, folks, you can catch us live on twitch.tv slash campaign comrades or at our YouTube channel, which is campaign comrades on YouTube. Um, that's, I think, is about it. Um, next week, Matt will be leading us through the deep dive into the Yokotaro Mind Palace as we discuss. <laughs> I hope you're games. all ready. Um, I'm going to be wearing my Emil head. Yeah. Can't can't wait to be scarred by that. Um, but till then, we will see you in the future. Hopefully, I will be feeling better and sounding not uh, like I'm I'm six feet underwater um, <laughs> by next week. That is the hope. But uh, we shall see. I'm gonna go probably uh, crawl into bed for the remainder of the day. Um, I will talk. Good thing to you, you have handhelds. I'll I'll talk to you guys later and we will see you all in the future. Bye. Bye. Peace out.